welcome back to Good Book Boys Podcast. This is Good Book Boy number one, Joshua Underhill. And Good Book Boy number two, Good Book Boy, Good Alex. I hey. probably added too many goods in there. I'm that's, just Alex. That's absolutely fine. How are you doing, Alex? Very good. Very good. Good to be back in the podcasting chair, which of course does uh, change each episode because we do film in different locations. It's more we of a concept do. than a specific chair. Absolutely is. We uh, travel the Mornington Peninsula. Um, maybe we'll have to go somewhere tropical next. I think you would look great in the Hawaiian shirt. I think I would do. Better than ScoMo, at least. <laughs> um, been a while. It has been a little while. Um, I'm sure you're all absolutely hanging out for this next episode. How are we doing on the Spotify front, Joshua? Uh, I have not looked at the stats at all, but... Don't do it. The second it comes about the stats, it stops being about the good books. Exactly. And we don't want that. Not the good stat boys. Now, Alex, you've recently um, sojourned out of the country. You went to Espanol. Yes, or as the Spanish call it, Espanol. Um, yes, a beautiful country. Um, there a lot of lot of meat, a lot of uh, bread, and lots of beer. Lovely. Mm. Did you uh, get amongst any of the Spanish literature, arts, or culture, or was it mostly about beers with the boys? <sighs> uh, look, it was a mix of somewhere between the two. Um, the the thing about um, books in Spain, I'll have you know, is they're mostly written in Spanish. What? Yeah. So that was a bit of a culture shock for me because I was, you know, walking through these um, bookshops. I thought these are quite exotic titles, but it's because they were in a different language. So look, I did get some reading done, but it was unfortunately um, very, uh, very English. But, um, you know, can't let a holiday get in the way of your reading. As I'm You sure can't. You, you definitely agree. can't. Mm. You're glad to be back in Australia where the uh, books are in English. As they, as they bloody well should be. <laughs> yes, I am. Well, today we are covering a book called The Falconer mm-hmm. by Dana Szapnik. Did you practice that last name? I did not. That was a that was well. That was well done. I was like, I was dreading, like, about to hear that. But no, you did that very well. Yes, The Falconer. Um, I chose this one mm-hmm. um, as why did uh, you pick this one? As loyal Good Book Boy uh, fans will know, we uh, alternate who picks which book. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this week, this is um, a Josh book. Was a book that I picked. Um, now I'm not going to lie. This one was a panic choice, mm-hmm. um, and I think. Uh, that is reflected in uh, probably our shared experience of this book, but that's okay. I was looking, uh, I was in a bookshop and I was looking on the shelf and for some reason this cover kind of stood out to me uh, to explain it to people at home. It's kind of a black and white photo of a young woman looking out a window with quite a serious bold, yeah, quite serious mm. expression with bangs, um, with quite bold yellow uh, text for the title called The Falconer, and it just kind of stood out to me. I read the blurb, and I thought it could be interesting, mm-hmm. um, and that's essentially my the way I chose it. They say don't judge a book by, the, by its cover, but I do all the time. Yeah, it's just something that happens, yeah. unless you're doing that little uh, date with a book where they're wrapped in mm. uh, butcher paper and have a brief description. Uh, just about the only kind of date I can get, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. Um, do you want to... Um, do you want to talk us through um, the, the synopsis of the, or the, I can the do basic that. outline of so the Falconer? The idea of this is it's set in the 90s in, I want to say, New York. You are correct. Um, and it basically follows a young woman by the name of Lucy Adler. Um, she's 17 years old and she's kind of tackling that late high school um, kind of move to young adulthood, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. being a woman, uh, all those types of things. And it's essentially... Yeah, just about uh, a couple of weeks in her life as she plays basketball, um, meets with her friends and... Tries to navigate her romantic life as well. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, so that's essentially 
the concept. I think uh, we've ended up picking up a bit of a YA novel. Um, mm-hmm. Not that that. Do you think so? I think so. Do you I disagree with that? You disagree? I disagree. Okay. Um, but before we get into to, into the the, the judgment, mm-hmm. the a uh, verdict. What did you what did what did you think of our of our main character previously? To um, my biggest problem with our previous book, Less, was with the main character who I found utterly unappealing. Uh, yeah. Less. What did you make of uh, of Lucy in in the Falconer? Is she relatable? Is she annoying? Ah, uh, this is this this question is hard to to kind of unpack without unpacking the entire book. Mm. But uh, at a summary, I think Lucy like. She's more interesting than Les was mm. as a main character. Mm. Um, she's definitely more effective uh, as a way to tell a story and to be interested in her life because that's the whole point of this uh, novel. Mm. Um, I think, though, to a certain extent... I mean, uh, it's hard to comment because we both haven't been uh, teenage women in the States Not in the 90s. Not for a long time. Not for a long time. But it felt to me a little bit of a character... Caricature, mm-hmm. a kind of rough sketch, a shallow kind of quite interesting drawing mm. of um, someone facing these issues, mm. and I kind of found her quite. And I guess this kind of harks back to Les's character a bit too, a bit, a bit placid mm-hmm. in in the things that were happening to her, um, not very willing to uh, proactively deal with some of the situations. She was very much kind of. Had that angst, had that angst, and the what the thoughts of what she wanted to happen, but mm. there wasn't any instance in which she tried to really take hold of situations to make them. You said you think it's a YA novel. Yeah. What what factors, without giving away too much of the story, what makes what led you to that judgment? I think the subject matter mm-hmm. for me kind of pigeonholes books as YA novels and I think to the the depth in which now I'm going to get in trouble here because I haven't read a huge amount of YA novels so this is probably a massive um, assumption mm. but I just feel like the mix of the subject matter and the the depth to which it's written about mm. adds up to a, a YA novel or should, I, or should I say the lack of depth in which it's written about see now when I think of YA novels Mm-hmm. Young adult, for those listening at home, that's a good book boy uh, term that we um, we, coined. we coined. You can't use that. <laughs> TM. He's <laughs> copyright. See, I I didn't think it was a YA novel. Yep. And I'll tell you for why. And it's the same reason I really liked liked the novel. Okay. And yep. that, that's 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 my that's my verdict. I didn't love it, but I quite liked the Falconer by yep. Dana Dana Xapnik. Well done, Alex. He's done it. <laughs> um, it's definitely the best we've had. For me, it's definitely the best book we've had so okay. far. Um, I feel like in a young adult novel, there would be all this trauma mm-hmm. that the main character has to overcome. There would be, and I don't think I'm giving away too much of the plot, but there, in the kind of novel I think you're describing, there'd be some sort of traumatic event there'd be a, a uh, you know a death or an illness or there'd be some traumatic um rape scene yep. or something like that and you know the the novel is constructed around how this character overcomes that i found the falconer to be refreshingly realistic because 
sometimes life is just going through those motions. Not everything, you know, in real life, not everyone has a character arc. Not every... Not everybody you meet and interact with influences you in some way that, you know, brings about some massive re- revelation like it does in, you know, movies and, and, and in, in literature. Yep. Um, and I just really appreciated the refreshingness um, from the author that um, it almost wasn't wasn't condescending to, to the reader and saying, you know, and giving us a, a, a very typical, very Hollywood sort of story. Yep. You know, where... It, to describe the events of the novel, there doesn't really follow a, a, a traditional, you know, um, story arc that um, is easily identifiable. And I just really appreciate that because life is is like that. Life is just sometimes just a series of event, events that don't necessarily lead up to any massive revelation or change or traumatic event. It just sort of happens. And that's why I really appreciated the novel. That's interesting. I definitely see that and I agree Um with what you're saying too, because there are certain points where other novels and other authors would take events and maybe have consequences being made of them. Mm. Um, whereas in this novel, it's kind of like Lucy experiences these things, mm. um, as you said, in a realistic way. And there's not necessarily a, a huge change of character or massive difference that needs to be made or action no big paragraphs where she talks about how she learned from the experiences and how she's a different person now because yeah. of what she experienced yeah and i definitely agree that's that's a realistic drawing or painting of of what life can be like mm. um i enjoyed the book too to a certain extent my problem with this book is although you said that in real life people don't necessarily have character arcs. Mm. I felt that a lot of the characters in this book, a lot of the people in this book were one-dimensional, okay. one-tone, and kind of exaggerations of those types of characters, if you know what I mean. And I also felt that she drew, Donna drew on the cliches of teenagehood. I teenage know exactly hood. what you mean. Um, I know exactly what you mean. And, I mean, it could have been like that mm. in the States in the 90s as a teenager, but I just felt that some of the drug use and the conversations around relationships and things like that were just a little bit like that's the global consciousness of what teenagehood is like, but it's not necessarily exactly what the experience is like. I I wholeheartedly agree. I think I know which occasions you're talking about, and that is probably my my biggest sort of um, fault in the novel is as well as I think Lucy is written to like not be, you know, I appreciated that, that she wasn't just this, um, you know, plucky loser who not loser, but underdog who can't get a boyfriend and, you know, everything's, you know, not going right for her. And then she finds out she has to be herself. Yeah. Author really avoids that. But with some of the other characters, particularly the other female characters. Yeah. The author really doesn't go into a lot of depth, and it—it's—it it was very interesting to see this this what I thought was like quite a interesting realistic character in Lucy contrasted with these, as you said, one-dimensional women who are you know in a lot of cases just concerned with with makeup and boys and and partying and being popular. And I thought the author 
gets it so right with the main character. It was very interesting to to see that that depth not afforded to some of the other characters. So mm, I, I do agree with you uh, in that instance. Yeah, because I just felt like a lot of the characters could be described in one sentence. Mm. Like you've got the the boy interest who is just this uh, kind of aristocratic um, capitalist denier mm. who's... Um, the disaffected rich boy. Yeah, the disaffected rich boy, exactly. Who, mm. But still uses his parents' money to get drugs and, mm. you know, um, doesn't actually contribute anything to society and, you know, defaces public property with, his you poetry. know, quotes and poetry and stuff, but it, it just feels really disingenuous um, in that character. Then you've got... Um, you know the the artists, the yeah. artists wiz- women, where one's a lesbian and they're just kind of the struggling, the struggling artists, and there's nothing much else going on there. Um, you've got the um, yeah, as you said, the, there's another female character who is literally just there to be a Barbie doll, essentially to be a contrast to the to yeah. the in depth yeah the in depth character. So I, I really struggled with that part um, mm. in the novel where all her interactions with all the other people weren't that interesting because they weren't that interesting. Um, I don't know. I mean, certainly with some of those examples, with with uh, the, the character's romantic interest, mm-hmm. um, were you not intrigued to see if they could make this work, to see if she would get the boy, as no, it were? see, my problem is that sometimes I read people trying to do relationships mm-hmm. um, and specifically in this book and I just think what the heck are you doing like this guy's a knobhead yeah like why are you bothering yeah yeah like you're 17 it's not live or die yeah you know and I guess to a certain extent I've forgotten what it's like to be how emotional it is mm. to be a teenager but you know at the same time I guess it is interesting to have such an intelligent realistic character be head over heels exactly that's actually that's exactly what it felt like the whole time is that she should know better she should Mm. know better to than to bother with this guy who yes she's been friends with since she was a kid but like it's obvious that he's not going anywhere and he's not worth her time he Mm. doesn't respect Mm. her in the same way that someone else probably should um and so the, all that that whole side of the novel really frustrated me okay. that she continually tried to chase mm. that, um, despite it being something that she should be. Able never to see felt you. like it was. There never felt like there was. I never felt her desire for him. If you know what I mean, like I never got. You wanted, you, you, you wanted you saw, her to give up on him. I did, to, I did, but I just didn't see the reward because yeah. you know when people make these decisions or go after these things. There's always the risk, but mm. then they weigh it up against the reward. You couldn't see the right? reward there. I couldn't see any reward, so yeah. it just felt like, why are you even... Why? why? Yeah. Um, so that really was difficult for me to to read and get through. Mm. Um, I mean, do you think we... It's very sort of heavy on um, sort of... I, I, you know, the the term gets thrown around a lot, a love, love letter to whatever. But, um, yep. I mean, I imagine the author must have lived in New York yep. in that period because it's very, very sort of scene-heavy, very specific. Yeah, definitely. Um, talks a lot about 
the environment of, of living in New York in the yep. 1990s. Um, did you appreciate that or do you think that detracted from the story? No, I did appreciate that. I think that was a fine setting for the story. Mm. Um, and definitely, I guess, she was probably going after the right what you know kind of yeah. mantra. Yeah. Um, which is also obvious in the sense that um, she was actually a sports journalist. Oh, okay. Um, so that's why the basketball. There's we a, haven't mentioned it at this point. Sports heavy, yeah. It is sports heavy. Basketball. But again, I felt like that didn't really meld with the story very... Like, like if you took the basketball out, would the story would be the same. You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah. I mean, yeah, look, it's, it's, it's very basketball heavy, but it's not a story about basketball by no. any means. Um, yeah. Besides it being such a crucial element of the character's identity it doesn't have much yep. bearing on the plot but then again as we were saying before you know what is the plot it's just this yep. girl growing That's up true. like you know not everything that I think you experience the, has to for me for me the best thing that this book did was highlight the struggles that a woman faces um in going through this period mm. um i don't think necessarily it represented how to deal with them that mm. great and I don't think especially as we were saying before with the relationship that mm. Lucy was trying to chase mm. that kind of went counter to the grain of that narrative about or that that feminist kind of narrative yeah yeah and you know that's another thing we haven't really touched on um in keeping with that, that how important basketball is, mm. you get a lot of her sort of explanations about how she has to go about playing basketball with boys. Yeah, and I think that's probably where I found the novel to be at its best. Mm-hmm. Um, Seeing how she navigates this this challenge, which yep. you know, I mean, even even today is obviously you know something that's still prevalent. Um, but yeah, I thought the author did that really well, um, sort of giving us. Um, it's arguably where it gets its most dramatic during these um, yep. these basketball scenes where she's playing, where you really do get a play-by-play, um, you know, which sort of gives weight to the idea that this is the most important thing to this character's life, and yep. it, it's it's um it's a lot more maybe dramatic than um, the scenes with the romance. So I, I appreciate that, and I appreciated the author giving us this insight into the character's head about all these tactical decisions he has to make and how she yep. she can't, you know, uh, go too hard against the boys at the start. She has to, like, let them think they're winning and yep. then and come then, back yep. so that, you know, it'll, it'll end, like, nicely for everybody. I appreciate that. I think it was well done. Yep, I think so too. Um, now, I don't want to spoil anything, but towards the end, there was an event that kind of took me by surprise. And I'm not sure if you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, involved a train. Yes, involved. Yes, yes. Um, and I think that was a second highlight for me in the book. I think for me, the two highlights being the kind of struggle against kind of male-dominated areas, mm-hmm. and the way this let's scene call it the train unfold. scene mm-hmm. kind of was placed and and written into the book. Um, why? Why did you like that so much? It just... I think because I was finding the rest of the book predictable mm-hmm. because of the, the one-tone characters mm. um, and, and just the, the type of setting that it was, I found that this 
event, this scene came out of nowhere mm-hmm. um, and kind of really shook the whole setup and concept of the story, I think. Um, in your opinion, did it yep. have a bearing on the character? I think it did. Um, I think it kind of helped to solidify Lucy's thoughts around what she was doing and what the last couple of weeks had meant to her. Okay, yeah. That's kind of how I felt yeah. that it, I honestly, that it I hadn't came given into it, the story. I hadn't given it that much thought, um, but it is it is quite a break um, with the rest of the, I don't want to say monotonous tone of the story, but everyday nature of the story. Yeah. Um, it is does provide a break um, in that sense. Did you like the book? I think I I didn't. That's I was going to say two double negatives. Mm. I I didn't. I didn't hate it. Yeah. Um, I think it was probably I probably liked it about as much as um our previous book less. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was super outstanding. Um, it was interesting. What I think my problem too is that I was because I chose this book, I mm-hmm. had an expectation mm, based mm. on what it looked like, based on the blurb mm, that I read. Mm. I I was thinking it was going to be one thing um, and it kind of turned out to be not quite that. Yeah. Um, That's the so same for with me, me with less. Yeah. For me, that kind of felt, uh, you know, reading it was a little bit more, there was a, that more of that disappointment undertone. Yeah. Um, okay. So that kind of affected my enjoyment of it. I, I don't think I could overly recommend it. Mm. Um, I think if you if you enjoy reading and you've got some time and you don't know what to read, you can pick it up. Mm. But I wouldn't be. But there's keeping probably a, a lot copy. of books you would recommend exactly. for that. Yeah, I wouldn't be keeping a copy on me and handing it out to yeah. to the next person I saw type thing. What about you? What did you think? You know, I I'd probably I'd probably um, I'd recommend it. I think mm-hmm. especially to um, to female readers um, at that young adult level. Yep. Um, you know, I think it's a it's a really interesting character, and think uh, especially female readers may get quite a lot from the um the main character's perspective. Again, it is let down by some of the the you know you you almost get this 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 you know um, powerful you know female empowering moment uh, through the main character, but then she interacts with these airheaded bimbos, yep. and it sort of it, it offset takes, it, a bit, it, takes yeah. it down a peg. But look, I I wasn't I wasn't a, a girl in the nineties in New York. Maybe that's that's accurate. To Maybe what that's it was. how it was. Yeah. But I think I definitely recommend it to female readers, um, yep. um, in particular. And I think I gave it a good reads rating of three stars out of five. I'll give it a two and a half. Now, Josh, we've uh, settled on our next we book. Have. This it's, is uh, your choice. Yes, what is it? It is The Impossible Fortress. Lovely. Um, which I found at a thrift store. Yep. And liked the look of. All right. I will definitely be picking up a copy and we will get it read mm-hmm. and we will get back to you all about what we think. In the meantime, Josh, what are you reading? Uh, at the moment, I'm reading a book called Duck's Newburyport. Um, it's a... Uh, even English? <laughs> it is. Um, it's not uh, Spanish. Oh. As, as I'm used to that by now. Yeah, exactly. Fluent. Yeah. Um, it's a novel... Um, I cannot remember the author off the top of my head, but uh, it's an interesting book. It goes. It's about a thousand pages, and it's essentially in the head of a middle-aged mother in Ohio, uh, US. Mm-hmm. 
and the entire book is almost one sentence and it's just her thoughts about the various things that she's doing in her family and her past and her husband and kids and okay so far all that kind of stuff yeah i found it really interesting um there's lots going on lots of interesting bits and pieces i'm learning a lot mm. um just the other day i learned that um bananas are actually a little bit radioactive i didn't know that no i didn't know that either but so if nothing the else book you've got a you've got a tasty fact from it exactly um so yeah i've been really enjoying it uh but it is a big one mm. so it's taken mm. me some time to get through okay what are you reading at the moment? Well, I'm trying to uh, trying to get as much done in the holidays. So I'm I've got got three on the go right now. I've Ooh. got got uh, uh, one in a series of alternate fiction novels, in which the South won the U.S. Civil War and sort of the U.S. and the Confederacy develop into different like rival nations. Yep. So I'm up to it's a, it's another book in that series um, which I'm really enjoying. Um, got a, I'm reading one of Malcolm Gladwell's. Are you familiar with Malcolm I'm not. Gladwell? Which all his books and his podcasts are just about esoteric, um, weird, specific things and like the lessons we can get about humanity from it. He's always a really interesting, really easy read. Yep. And then I'm going through an um, archaeological history of um, Dark Ages, Dark Age Britain, Ooh. which is way, way, way too like archaeological <laughs> a bit less archaeology a bit more history would be appreciated yep. because he's is talking it, about all are we like, talking are we talking like just just words on the page yeah is there photos no no photos See, so you're reading an archaeological book yeah well, that's, that's it. just it, it, it wasn't marketed as that it, like if you read the book it's like this is a story of like dark age Britain. like oh that sounds awesome but it's like and maybe the battle took place here but as we can see the river doesn't run this fast so like, what's happening i can't remember what you're talking about slow down so look that uh, you know that might not get a, a great response on goodreads but um uh, you know it's good and um, um uh, re-watching dragon ball z Yep, which which where isn't um, there, it's there's lots? Of, uh, there's lots of different. Yeah, the first. Yeah, uh, the original. No, Dragon Ball Z Kai. So it's Dragon okay. Ball Z that got remastered, and they cut down all the filler episodes, of which there are a lot. So there are a lot. I'm streamlining my um, my Dragon Ball Z, which is the goal. Of all I can remember, all I can remember of Dragon Ball Z is Goku and the green guy just screaming at each other for like seven episodes. Yeah, it's most of the season, to be <laughs> fair. <laughs> Please follow Josh on his Instagram, which I should have plugged before, which is... Hot Cup of Jazz. And please follow Alex on his Instagram, which is... Latte Richard underscore L-A-T-T-E-R-A-T-U-R-E underscore. You got to the end this time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's been fun, uh, Josh. It's been good. Um, until next time, this is Good Book Boy number two, Alex. And Good Book Boy number one, Bosch. Saying... Keep on reading, and remember, if it's a good book, we'll get to it. Bye for Fantastic. All right. Um, well, Josh, I believe we've settled on next week's... Well, I say week. I don't know when we will see each other again, or when we will get to read... I'd say next week out of... Uh, cut this part. Josh... <laughs> <laughs>